listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer along with Craig Boschman. A loaded show coming up this week. Of course, Devin Pratt will join us to uh, break down things from a coach's perspective after a 5-4 regulation win last night over the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And our feature guest this week is going to be an overage defenseman, Sam McGinley. Great to see him back in the lineup after being injured. Bosch, I'll tell you what, uh, last night, entertaining one for the fans. I'm curious to get Devin Pratt's take on that 5-4 win over Lethbridge. Yeah, I mean, one of those games, like you said, fans, uh, you know, get on the edge of their seats. Uh, was it five goals in the, in the third period there? Mm-hmm. And two and 20 seconds or whatever it was for Swift Current to, to take that lead right back. So, um, you know, kind of a, a very uh, opposite finish to what we saw on Saturday when it was the Broncos trying to push and tie the game with the net empty. And last night it was Lethbridge net empty trying to tie the game. So um, nice to see a bit of a, a role reversal uh, with that respect. And just great to see the team hang on for a win. Um, you know, they were so close in the last four games, losing every game by one goal in regulation, four straight, kind of just unheard of. And, uh, you know, for them to kind of get over that hump, you hope it kind of clears the mind. It uh, takes the stress off the shoulders and uh, the team can go on a bit of a run. It was nice to see the team healthy again as well. Like this is as healthy as the team's been really all year. Yeah, and that's and that's key. I mean, you see the kind of impact that a guy like Sam McGinley has. You know, gets the the eventual game winner. Um, you know, plays a ton of minutes, and, and it also helps out the rest of the lineup because last year, you know, Sam was playing a lot of shutdown minutes against other teams' top lines. Whereas when he's out of the lineup, a lot of that responsibility falls on guys like Owen Pickering and Josh Fluker. So now with McGinley back, he can kind of step back into that role, and that allows Owen and you know Fluker and those kind of guys to play a little more offensively against uh, you know not the opposing team's top line. So and look, Pickering's got goals in, in back-to-back games and had two points last night. So uh, it just creates a bit of a, a trickle-down effect throughout the whole lineup. And uh, great to see Sam back after missing about a month. And and very much encouraging to to see Matt Ward putting up points at the rate that he has over the last week as well. Yeah, he likes to play the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I know he didn't get a point on uh, in the Saturday game, but uh, three points last night, I think, in his career. I think it's 14 points in eight career games against Lethbridge oh. after his three points last night. So um, whenever they come to town, he seems to, to feel a little different getting ready for the game. Lethbridge and Medicine Hat are the two teams that uh, that Matthew seems to really enjoy playing a lot. So it was great to see him have that big performance, you know, first star honors there. And, um, you know, he's had a, a great year already with uh, 12 points in 10 games. I know the team is, is having some fun right now. They're going to be hosting Victoria tomorrow night at the time we're recording this. It's uh, Thursday afternoon, so the Victoria Royals in town for a Friday night game. People People encouraged to come in Halloween costumes and uh, we'll have some video board displays with, you know, Bronco players growing up and wearing those Halloween costumes. So some some fun to be had at the game tomorrow night. Yeah, a bit of a, a youth night uh, kind of initiative going on. A lot of the uh, the billet brothers and sisters getting involved with many different aspects of the game. Going to have some some kids doing public address announcing for starting lineups. Um, players, uh, the billets drew photos of the players that are going to go on the Jumbotron as opposed to the normal uh, introduction videos that you'd see. So a lot of different uh, kids getting involved uh, throughout the rink tomorrow night. I think it's going to be fun for them. Obviously, they get to see their billets uh, at home every night and then see them play, but now they're going to be able to be involved and sort of be in the room to announce the starting lineup and that kind of thing. So a lot of uh, a lot of fun activities happening at the rink for Friday's game. Kids night at the rink for Friday night's game with the Victoria Royals in town. Looking forward to that. All right, on the podcast, our feature guest is going to be Sam Ginley. That chat is coming up in just a bit, and uh, we'll sit down with head coach Devin Pratt after last night's 5-4 win on Broncos This Week. 
You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week Coaches Show. We got uh, Devin Pratt joining us. Uh, this is the day after, uh, wow, that third period against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. More twists and turns than a field sobriety test outside the Caddyshack circa 2002. But, uh, you know, that was a fun one as a fan. How do you break that one down as a coach? Yeah, I think there's lots of positives we can take from it. Um, you know, obviously, we want to continue to tighten up and learn we we want to be a team that has the opportunity with leads in the third period to lock things down and um, I guess the resiliency is a positive for us where we give up that lead but we find a way to answer back right away simplify our game put pucks on net and get rewarded for it and then uh, having that two goal cushion allowed us to kind of fall fail forward and learn uh, with the empty net on the other side uh, and giving up one but not not giving up two and kind of holding strong so Again, lots of positives from it. Um, felt good for our guys to be rewarded for the work they've been putting in and uh, something we want to build off into the weekend here. I think a big step forward for the group to see that two-goal lead disappear, but then you answer back with a couple of goals. I mean, immediately, but a minute later, you get that goal lead back and then, of course, score 20 seconds later. So just big, uh, big-time resiliency and a nice step forward for your group to respond quickly after two goals against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's really no better way to put it other than just resiliency and response. And, um, you know, our guys have been investing in each other and in themselves of preparing for those moments and preparing to compete for a full 60. So, um, you know, we're 10 games in here. We've got eight one-goal games. we got to be pretty comfortable uh, down one or, or up one late in the game and uh, no better teacher than experience. So we've had lots of that here early. Yeah, and you, you still have a young team. And, and people forget that. The expectations are high but this is one of the younger groups in the league. And, you know, every game is a learning experience. And you touched on it a little bit, but I'll get you to elaborate now. What what were some of the lessons taken from last night? Yeah, I mean, um, just some puck management, um, you know, layering up defensively. Um, being strong uh, we, we talk about it hurts to win and you know it uh, we we have some hurt in there when we've lost some games and uh, some disappointment uh, more hurt feelings than anything but uh, you know physically it can hurt to win it's the sacrifice it's the detail within that and um, just cheating and, and getting on the wrong side of some battles anticipating a, a win um, in a 50 50 scenario and just just doing a little bit less is more layering up being on the strong side almost uh you know locking it down so that uh, you don't give up those opportunities late and as i say fail forward as a group um we create an opportunity uh where the separation was there and um We've been in a scenario recently where we've given up a lead and and lost late in the game. And, you know, this is uh, this is forward for us where we've given up that lead, but we've responded, regained the lead, um, gave up one uh, bend and break and found a way. So really proud of our group. You and I touched on Sam McGinley before the game yesterday, a guy who missed about a month of game action, came back and played last Saturday, scores what turns out to be the game winner last night. Uh, Sure doesn't look like a guy who missed a month worth of games. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, he's a he's a veteran player. He's very comfortable in the league. Uh, he's a, played a big role here uh, in the two years that I've been here with the group, um, dating back to last season where, you know, he's a guy that's going to eat a lot of quality minutes. Uh, he's going to play shutdown roles against the other team's top lines. And um, Sam's done a great job um, for himself. And uh, it benefits the group to have a guy like that in the lineup. So really uh, proud of where he's at, how he's able to stay, um, you know, connected with the team being out for the, the time that he was 
out that uh, he makes stepping back in uh, seamless for himself. And Caleb Y. Rostock back in your lineup as well. He's been in and out a little bit, and uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to being a more consistent contributor as well. But, uh, you know, again, speak to what he brings to the team. Yeah, no, Caleb is just a guy that we think uh, epitomizes uh, a Bronco-style hockey. He plays, uh, he sacrifices, he puts his body on the line, he's physical, he finishes checks, he has a scoring touch, he can play with pace, uh, he blocks shots, he does all the little things that add up at the end of the game. And, um, you know, we've missed him. When he's not in the lineup, we definitely miss him. There's no question about it. And, um, you know, we're hopeful that uh, he can stay healthy for an extended period of time here. Your team is beginning a stretch of six games in 11 days with games on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday this week and next week. And I think there's some excitement with the players to be able to get into more of a groove because it's been just sort of a college-style schedule, as you've referred to it before, for the first six weeks of the year. Yeah, it has. And, you know, we're um, we're a few games behind the majority of the league in games played as well, and those are those midweek games um, that get spotted into the schedule. So, um, it, you know, it, when you look at the scheduler in the year, you can think of it as a coach's dream with the, all the practices and all the opportunities that you have, but you never really know until you're in it uh, exactly where you're at. And I think for our guys, it was just important that, um, you know, some of our losses were hanging around a little bit too long there. We were letting them linger within our room and um, within our energy levels. Um, so for us just to be able to get back out there and compete, kind of right the wrong and, and go at it right away was important to us. And, um, you know, our schedule gets a little heavier here moving forward uh, and it creates those opportunities. And you look at the flip side of it, of momentum, you know, you have a big weekend, you win a couple games and you get to go right back out and keep going at it again and not have to wait a, a full week. So um, there will be those times in the schedule and we talk about load management and here and stuff before that we look at. But, uh, yeah, just excited for our group to get into a little bit more of a flow of things here. Yeah, and another takeaway from last night's game, your team goes two for three on the power play. Um, you know, that's a special teams unit that, that really seems to be clicking. And, you know, maybe teams are going to start – being a little more hesitant to play aggressive against you guys when you keep putting up numbers like that, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think it's important that we continue to get the tough areas to draw penalties, to to make teams um, work and cross that line defensively um, when they're checking us and create these opportunities because, you know, part of the maturation of our team is that, you know, our power play has become uh, lethal. We move the puck quickly. Uh, we do jobs. There will be ebbs and flows to the season, but, uh, you know, that is a scenario, and I believe we mentioned it on here before of like that is the fail forward mentality uh you know it's like a baseball player uh, a strong batting average used to be 300 now it seems to be about 220 but you know that's failing uh seven seven and a half times out of ten so as a power play it's very similar where the benchmark you want to be around is 20 percent and excellence uh anything above that 30 range so that's failing eight to seven to eight times um out of ten every power play that you get so for us it's it's just kind of learning within the game. What are they giving? What can we take? What can we create? And I think our, our guys have done a great job, even when we haven't scored, of just creating momentum and creating opportunities. And that's all you can ask for. Two games this weekend. Uh, you're home tomorrow and then in Prince Albert Saturday and a very unfamiliar opponent coming in tomorrow with the Victoria Royals. First time in almost five years Victoria will play here in Swift Current. So what have you learned about the Royals getting ready for the game? Yeah, I mean, just uh, pre-scouting them. They have some talent. Uh, they have some finish as well. Um, I 
think they're a team that's in a similar situation to start the year. So they're hungry, uh, they're going to compete, and they're going to play hard for for 60 minutes. Um, for us, you know, when you have an opponent come in like this that you haven't played in a while and you're not familiar with, it's it's kind of that less is more mentality. Um, you know, embracing the grind of the game, focusing on ourselves and establishing our game, um, and just kind of respecting our opponents. Hey, Devin, uh, great talking to you after a 5-4 win last night over the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Busy weekend coming up, road trip to PA Saturday night, and in the much more immediate future, Victoria tomorrow night. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos this week feature guest. We got Sam McGinley back on the pod for his first appearance of the uh, 2022-23 season. Sam, take us through that magical moment last night with the uh, game-winning goal against Lethbridge. But oh. uh, seriously, must have been nice to bury in that situation, eh? Yeah, it was nice coming back from injury a couple games, and it's uh, nice to get that uh, first goal. And obviously, the way that the game turned out, it was uh, a perfect chance for me to uh, get pucks on net and. Uh, get the game winner so how did that game feel for the group and we had four straight one goal losses in regulation I know it was uh, such a frustrating stretch for the group so to be on the other side of that last night fending off a late push by the Hurricanes I imagine there was some excitement in the room after the game yeah we were excited I mean there's still a lot of things we got to clean up Uh, we had a two goal lead there and we got to make sure that we keep those we got to be a team that likes playing in those situations and uh, it's going to be a learning moment for our team but uh, yeah no it's really nice that uh, we finally got to win how are you feeling in and out of the lineup a little bit over the past few weeks yeah um, getting over that injury it sucks being out for so long but uh, finally being back with the boys on the ice is uh, great I mean I wouldn't wouldn't want to be anywhere else but uh, with this group and with this team here you had such a unique start to the season schedule wise with just games on weekends um, I know the Western League has a lot of midweek games but last night's game was your guys's first midweek game of the year 10 games into the season I imagine you guys are, are happy to kind of just play more of a normal style schedule and play games not have to sit around and wait for a week in between games yeah it's nice I mean Personally, it was good having just the weekend games so I could heal the injury. But uh, <laughs> as a team, I think we're going to benefit a lot from having these midweek games and uh, start playing more consistent hockey and not having these long breaks in between each and every game. How are you liking the role of a 20-year-old in the Western Hockey League? <laughs> it's weird. It's different. <laughs> it's a lot different, honestly. Uh, I, I mean, I remember walking through these doors when I was 17, first getting traded here, and now uh, I'm 20 years old and leading a group like this. It's, uh, it's pretty special. And you have made your WHL debut against the Broncos when you were with the Regina Pats. Let's go all the way back to that game. What do you remember about that game? <laughs> yeah, I think I was 16 then, and uh, they told me I was coming up, and I was playing Swift, the defending champ. So I was nervous, nervous, <laughs> nervous. But uh, no, there's a couple moments during that game that I will never forget uh, fighting, walking me. yeah Andrew fighting coming down the wall absolutely walking me and then scoring and then yelling in my face welcome to league kid (laughs) oh yeah okay and then uh, obviously getting the first point was pretty special too yeah oh right on so uh, you know what's it like being a member of the Broncos this year because obviously for the past few years you weren't able to get out in the community you weren't able to you know go to schools and do the I read with the kids you know are you looking forward to to more of that this year yeah no uh I mean my career's been kind of up and down with COVID and everything like that uh Pelts has dealt with the same thing so has Gage but uh it's gonna be special uh being part of this community this place is very special to me and special to my heart and uh giving back to it is kind of all I want to do this year and uh, spending it with the community and our team as well. 
I talked to you uh, earlier this season. I can't remember if it was preseason or uh, to start the regular season, but uh, I talked to you about your experience at uh, Carolina Hurricanes development camp, rookie camp. Uh, I figured we'd talk about it again here at length here. So kind of just tell us how you ended up getting the invite and, uh, you know, the, the experience going down there. Well, I got the invite, uh, like, immediately after the draft happened. Like, I, th- the way that the draft kind of set up, our TV was a little lagged. So I honestly thought I was about to get drafted. (laughs) But uh, no, it was awesome. They invited me down to their development camp in June. And uh, that was special. That was amazing. So many uh, great lessons that I learned down there. And then they invited me back for the rookie tournament. And uh, playing Davies, playing a lot of these high-talented teams was uh, pretty unbelievable. Playing Davies, what was that experience like? I mean, you've you've seen what he does on the ice. I mean, was your head on a swivel going into the corners? Oh, yeah. No, even before the game, I was like, okay, Dave, I'm still on your team. (laughs) But I hope he uh, didn't take that too seriously. I mean, he's a great player, plays the body really well. Um, Playing against him and uh, that line he was on was crazy. Hard-hitting forwards and uh, definitely a little faster than uh, what we're used to. But uh, he adapted well. He's a great player. And I remember you saying you got to play a game at PNC Arena in uh, Carolina as well to play. I mean, you've played in NHL ranks at Edmonton and Calgary, but obviously one in the States is a totally unique experience as well. Yeah, that, ranks, that rink is crazy. Uh, I was scratched the game there too and uh, just kind of walking around all the facilities they got. It's uh, quite unbelievable. It's that that league, It's it really pushes you going down to there. And just for their rookie tournament, it makes you really want to go back and uh, come back here having the team that we got. You know, that dream isn't far from. You know, you're, you're there and you're trying to earn a job. But were, were there any moments where you were just starstruck by it all, like sharing the ice with someone who you really look up to or you're a fan of? Well, there was a couple times where we were in the practice facility with all the NHL guys and uh, just them walking around us. Like, I remember Brett Burns came up to us and, like, eat to each of us he individually introduced himself and it was quite uh, it was quite crazy because you don't think these guys would do that it's like a little time out of their day but uh, no they're all welcoming they're all nice they all really want you to be a part of their team it's quite special and i guess that kind of leads into a follow-up question there is, is how much interaction you're having with whether it's the players or like the nhl coaching staff those kind of guys you're able to kind of talk to them at all whether it's after practices after games or anything like that yeah they're like their player development coaches are really really invested um i remember going down for development camp like their one player development coach was hey i'm going to keep in touch with you during the summer and even their trainers were had an app for us that uh, tried to include us in the NHL workouts even throughout the summer and we're not even a part of team it's uh, pretty special what they got going down there it's uh, unbelievable when you're in a situation like that what, what are you doing for downtime I'm sleeping <laughs> <laughs> preparing myself for the next uh, challenge ahead no but uh, there was a couple days during the rookie tournament where we had that day off so we uh, got to go to the malls spend some money uh see all the crazy u.s things that we don't get here <laughs> did you get to around whether it was raleigh or, or sort of the smaller communities anything like that much yeah me and my uh roommate we uh there was a couple nights where we had we had to go get our own dinner so we ubered around the city tried to see it as much as we could raleigh's beautiful the high trees it's very humid there i love it it's awesome yeah right on the 20 year old in the western league this year you know what what are some goals for you and you know you're in a leadership role with this team here you know being one of the 20 year old guys what's What's the feel in the room right now? What are some of the goals that you're trying to accomplish? Well, personally, obviously, at the end of the day, I'm trying to get that contract uh, for AHL or whatever the case may be. But uh, per, or as a team, I think our message right now is just staying consistent, fighting those tight battles. I mean, like you guys said earlier, we've lost four games, five games, just one goal, one goal game. So 
we really got to build off of that. And after that win last night, the room was high. Um, and we got to come back down here quickly because we got a game tomorrow with uh, Vic. But uh, we just got to stay positive, and that's the hard thing that we're going through right now, especially losing all these one-goal close games. Uh, it's hard to look at it as a positive, but we just got to stay consistent, stay positive, and the chips will fall where they will. Now, with that, I would imagine it'd be more concerning if the team was losing by four or five goals every game mm-hmm. as opposed to one. So, you know, is there a little sense that, you know, you do have to take things game to game, but at the same time, you finally got over that hump of picking up a victory here, you know, kind of a thought that, okay, we got that victory, you know what we got to do now, and you can kind of string some together here? Yeah, we're definitely going to go on a roll here. I'm, I'm not doubting that one bit at all. And even if uh, stuff happens, like, this team's very resilient. We fight back. It's not like we ever give up so we just got to start stringing them together and you know once we get one or two or three then the, then everything's going to start rolling and rolling it's going to be really fun to watch we've had you on the podcast a few times over the years maybe the answer is going to be the same for this one maybe it's different but what are some of the ways you keep yourself entertained away from the ice you know you netflix guy video game guy not a big video game guy but uh i've been starting to play some nhl on my brother's xbox passes the time uh me and Wardor are trying to learn some guitar he's getting really good at it i'm definitely slacking off a little <laughs> um but yeah just naps watch netflix gotta find a new show though after that dalmer one that was pretty messed up yeah did you see that one Bush? i i think i'm on episode seven i haven't finished yet but i'm i'm working my way through it oh it's it's freaky it was dark it is, <laughs> it is dark it was dark it is. yeah but are you an unsolved mysteries kind of guy like yeah that your, that's your thing because yeah. there is a show called unsolved mysteries which is a good one if you haven't watched that yet oh yeah i've you, seen you've been all over that yeah, uh, yeah i like the btk one too okay that yeah. one's crazy yeah, yeah. Oh, they're awesome. What about uh, what, what social media are you doing? You know, like everyone's got a different thing. You know, are you, you a Snapchat guy, Instagram, old school, Facebook? Like, I don't have social media anymore. I uh, deleted it this summer. Um, I only got Snapchat now. I mean, Visco, but yeah. I don't really think that whole counts. But no, I'm off social media now, which is quite relieving, actually. <laughs> I kind of like it. Just because? or Yeah, just because. A lot of distractions. Don't need to get wrapped up in that sort of stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. It is tough. You get phone addicted, right? Screen, <laughs> screen time. It's terrible. Yeah. Even some of the guys in the dressing room just right after practice. <laughs> we got to cut that down. But not you. You're done. Wow. That's that, that's got to take discipline. Ah, it's, me and my or my one buddy did it before me and he said it was awesome. And then he got it back and I just saw how he was always back on his phone. And I was like, well, I don't need to do that phone's addicting enough i already got a thousand games on there that i play every day (laughs) such as (laughs) yeah oh uh clash clans okay yeah Yeah, clash royale big so i i I am phone addicted i am social media (laughs) addicted i'll admit it first step in solving a problem is admitting that there is one and there is one with me what what are you doing with your life when you're not on social media like what are the best you got to sell me on this man i need your help here (laughs) well i don't know i've uh i did a lot of yoga in the summer when i didn't do it and that was just peaceful like i just feel so much more at peace with everything like I mean, I'm so late to all the trends that are coming, though. Like, <laughs> guys are talking about videos in the dressing room, and I'm like, huh? What, yeah, what are you talking like, about? Gosh, yeah, man. I kind of feel left <laughs> out, but no, it's it's fun. I mean, I like it. Just kind of distance myself. You mentioned playing NHL on your Billet Brothers Xbox. Have you played as yourself in the game yet? Well, my Billet Brother made a character of me, and I've been playing that be a pro. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I got 200 points. I think it's on easy mode. <laughs> like 30-some games, so <laughs> rookie of the year. Hey. 
<laughs> nice. Well, man, uh, I appreciate you coming down here and doing this, man. I'm not sure this is like maybe the third or fourth appearance that you've had on the podcast over the years and hopefully not the last, but uh, thanks a bunch for doing this. Yeah, man. thank you. It's always a pleasure. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and Sam McGinley, our guests on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. And I guess next week, uh, Matt Keeler's going to be on podcast duty, what with uh, Devin Pratt and some other personnel making their way for a World Under-17s. Yeah, I think they're heading out uh, Monday morning, first thing, 6 a.m. flight or something like that out of Regina. So it'll be uh, Matt Keeler and uh, Troy Leslie on the bench for a couple of games uh, while Devin is gone. And, of course, um, uh, Fluker and Caswell heading out for Team Canada Black. Devin, an assistant coach on Team Canada White. So great to have some representation at the event and uh, certainly wishing the best for uh, not only Team Canada Black but also Team Canada White. And that was a great event when it was in Swift Current as well a couple of years ago. It was 2019, that seems so long ago, what with pandemics and everything. But uh, World Under-17s in Langley, B.C. this year. And best of luck to Coach Pratt and uh, Caswell and Fluker as they participate there. But uh, they'll be here tomorrow night when the Victoria Royals are in town. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think that Victoria hasn't played a game in Swift Current in almost five years. Um, yeah. You know, just with... Uh, Obviously, no interconference travel the last two years, and then with the Broncos switching divisions from the east to the central, that kind of threw off uh, Victoria coming here. So it's been three years since the teams have played each other in general when the Broncos were there in October of 2019. So only one player on the Broncos roster has ever played against the Royals, and that was Davies when he made his uh, WHL debut in Victoria that season. So uh, going to be interesting, of course, there's a couple of Swift Current players on uh, on the roster for Victoria with the Wilson brothers and a lot of Saskatchewan-born players too, so there should be plenty of uh, Royals fans in the building on Friday. Looking forward to tomorrow night's game, Kids' Night at the Rink and the Victoria Royals in town. All right, that'll do it for another edition of the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.